baptized. I just turned my mic on, so there's the beginning of your podcast. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether by Jews or Gentiles, or whether Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or we be free, uh, and you have been all made to drink into one spirit. So it doesn't matter if you were a slave, if you were a Jew, if you were a Gentile, if you were a sinner, and you were a really good one, we're all made part of one body. We're brought here for one purpose, right? For the edifying of his body. We're, we're, here, we're here to further his kingdom, right? So 14 says, for the body is not one member, but many. Like I said already, we come from many different walks of life. We're many different types of people, right? Different personalities. But God brings us into his body. Jesus brought us, or God, we'll learn here in a second, God brought us into the body through the blood of Christ, through the spirit, for one body. Amen? One church. That means we should be the same as the church. We're the same in this church anyway. But any Bible preaching churches are the same also then, right? Because we're all part of the same body. Not, not every church is the same because some, perch, some churches have, have chosen to dilute the word down some or preach different things or to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When you, what's the, Brother Adam, I know you know the word. When you, not false prophets, but when you uh, settle for less, a word, compromise. compromise. Some churches have chosen to compromise and that's, we can't compromise off the word of God. 15 says, if the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. So because I don't get to be the preacher, I'm not part of the body. Or because I don't get to youth, be the youth pastor, I'm not part of the body. If I don't get to sing on the platform, I'm not part of the body. Right? If I don't get to do this or that, then I'm not part of the body. Because they put me out. Amen? Not all of us are gifted in the same ways. Or, or, have, or have been, I'm not saying gifted as in that we're good at things that we do. I'm not saying that I'm gifted as a being a good preacher. But God has endowed me with, with spiritual giftings to be able to fulfill this office. That's what, I, that's what I mean to say. So not just anybody can step into this office. Or the office of, of being a singer or the piano player or you fill in the blank. Amen? But we all have a part of this body. Every one of us do. <clears throat> I am not the hand and I am not part of the body. And it is, is it therefore not of the body? Just because we're not happy with the part of the body that we are, does that mean we're not part of the body? No, we're all still a part of the body. 16, and if the ear shall say, because I am not, the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? You see, if we all had the jobs that, that, that we think we want to have, then we wouldn't have the rest of the body. And we need the pinky toe as well as we need the tongue. Amen? If you think your pinky toe is not important to you tonight, stub it. See if it doesn't get all of your attention. When you wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and you hang that sucker on something and it bends it over sideways, y'all know what I'm talking about when you catch it good, Sister Elena. See if it doesn't get all of your attention. You're not thinking about your more beautiful parts at the time. Amen. You're thinking about that little pinky toe. Right? <clears throat> Therefore, I'm not of the body. If the whole body, oh, I already read that. If the whole body were hearing, where would be the smelling? Each person is important individually in, in what we are and how God has made us because we're that piece. You're, you're your piece. I'm my piece. And, and Dustin's his piece. And Brenda's her piece. Right? We have to have each individual part of the body. But how, but now hath God, this is, I read you all that to tell you this, this is my key verse for the night. But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it pleased him. Amen. He set us here as it pleases him, not as it pleases you, 
not as it pleases me, right? When, when you say that I'm called to this church, this is my church, you're my pastor, God sets every member in, in, an, in an individual local body, yeah. right? We talked about this early on, didn't we? says no church hopping, that's not right. Because it says that God placed you in the body as it pleases him. If he sets you in the body as it pleases him, you don't get to hop and get out because you get offended. Because they preach something that you didn't like, as long as it's biblical, right? As long as, that, as long as the pastor and the leadership aren't doing something Ill, Ill, illegal, immoral, or unethical, you're stuck with it. Amen? That's where God placed you. That's where God sets you in that body. And he puts you under a pastor because he gives those passages, or th those pastors, the messages that you need. Amen? So we're all here. I need you, and you need me. Because we all need every, each individual member of the body, right? We all need each other. To, to thrive for the church to thrive the body of christ to thrive we all have to do our role we all play a part how great would the church be now this is a rhetorical question i'm not asking you to answer this just think about it how great would the church be if every person in the church was just like you or just like me we all have a role to play right but what if everybody was just as involved as you are or just as involved as i am I'm not, I'm not saying look at me. I'm saying look at yourself tonight. I'm looking at myself. I have flaws too. You might think that I'm here every time and I preach. But believe me, my wife can tell you I have plenty of flaws. Right? How great would the church be, though, if every person in the church, every person in the body was just like me? Every person was fulfilling the role to the degree that I am. How great would the local church be? Think about all the population. There's only a small percent of population that attends church even. 16%. 16 percent of all of the world population attends church even a smaller percentage of that attends multiple services so you all are among the elect to even be here to write tonight right because 16 percent attend like a sunday morning service but even fewer would attend a wednesday night service or a tuesday night prayer meeting so you all are among the elect even though we have faults but i'm speaking to you about this tonight i believe god gave me this because you're the core group you're the core. He's going to send people here on Sunday that are going to need what you got. And if it's not Sunday, it'll be soon. He's going to send somebody in your path that's going to need what you got. You're the core of the church. You're the very elect of the church. We got to be putting our part in, though, right? We got to be doing our part. Smaller percentage attends multiple, multiple church services a week. A smaller percentage of that even reads their Bible, right? And then think about the percentage of people, if only 16% attend church, think about the people who have a true relationship with God. How many of that is? You can count on probably less than two hands how many there are in each church who have a true relationship with God, right? I'm talking about sold out, completely relying on God, would do whatever it takes whenever he says. There's not very many of those folks around. Not many at all, right? We are God's army. We are. We're his ambassadors. We're his, or his evangelists, right? We're the salt and the light of this earth, church. We are. Every one of us. It's not up to me to get, you know, everybody wants to get everybody into the church to get the pastor to get them saved. It's up to us, wherever we're at. It's up to every one of us. We should consider it an honor to serve him. It's an honor to get, sometimes it weighs us down, sometimes we feel like it's a burden, but it's an honor to get to serve the King of Kings 
and the Lord of Lords. I was just thinking that as I was sensing his presence here tonight, as you all were singing the end of that last song when I put my guitar down and the spirit was moving. And it's an honor just to be here and just to even get to sense his presence. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Why would we not want to serve him? We know we're living in the last of the last days. We've been talking about Revelation in, in, in Sunday school class, and if you've been missing that, you've been missing out. We've been talking about Revelation in Sunday school class, and we're living in the last of the last days. Why wouldn't we be giving this to everyone that we come across? If you had the cure for cancer, would you not hand it out? We have the cure for eternity. Will we not hand it out? We'll be so hung up in everything else of the world. It gets discouraging sometimes, I'm going to be honest with you. It gets discouraging sometimes to preach and preach and preach and preach and see little change. You see some people apply it, but not too many. Not too many grow very far, become very strong spiritually. But then there will be one person that comes along. And you get to see that person's life change. And God radically changes them when they turn around and, and, and everything about their life. And that's what makes it all worthwhile. That's what makes the whole thing worthwhile. We all play a part. We all are a part of that. You're a part of the body. We need you. You need us. We need, we need each other, right? We need a fresh fire, though, as far as the church goes. We have to have a fresh anointing all the time. We've got to keep going back to God. It's not something that we can do on our own, church. It's not something that we can do, right? I have to make sure that I spend more time with God. And I say I, but put your name in there. We have to make sure that we spend more time with God. Continually being refreshed. Continually having our batteries charged in the presence of the Lord, right? Because we all have a part to play. You're a part of this thing. Ask him for a fresh anointing daily. You know, we see a lot of people come and a lot of people go. I believe the number one reason for burnout is not feeding yourself. Because I can do my best to feed you. I, can, I put 6, 8, 10 hours, sometimes 12 hours in a message that you hear in 20 or 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Right? I put all this time into it. I do my best to feed you. But then you go back home. And you do know who knows, who knows what. Yeah. Amen. We got to, and, and then pretty soon, you're, you're not interested anymore. Sister Lena, I like that you put that on the thing tonight. She said she's interested when Katie wrote on the, on, the, on the group text. But however, we get uninterested. We get uninterested because we're not feeding ourselves. We might listen to what the pastor says. But this is why we put the scriptures up here on the board. You say, I messed up tonight. But this is why we put the scriptures on the board. Because if you go to a fine restaurant, Brenda likes to go to, to Japanese steakhouses and they're expensive to go there, right? But they give you a lot of food when you go there. So you can take home all this rice and this really good sauce, this different sauces they have, and you can have some filet mignon in there and some shrimp. That's what I always get, filet mignon and shrimp. You can have some filet mignon in there, and you can have some shrimp in there, and you can take it and leave it in your car, and it's not going to nourish your body again. You can take it and put it in the refrigerator, and it's going to do nothing for you. You got to get it back out of the refrigerator. You got to take it home and take care of it. Just like we should the word of God when we come in and we take a picture of what's up here. He puts us under a pastor because he gives the pastor the messages that we need, correct? We already discussed that part. So then we take those words that he gave the pastor, God's word, and we take those things and we feed on that, right? So tonight when you leave here, you should feed on this again. You should take your word home, 
get it out again tomorrow, you got to put that, you got to put that Japanese steakhouse, you got to put it in the microwave and heat it back up. And don't get it too hot though, because it gets nasty. Just want to heat it a little bit just to get it warm. But you got to get it out and serve it to yourself again is what I'm saying. We have to get God's word out and serve it again. And, and then the next day, get it out and serve it again. It's like eating leftovers and serve it again. If you have to nourish, your, if you're going to nourish your spiritual man, you got to serve that to yourself again. Day after day after day. The number one reason for burnout is not feeding yourself, right? Not spending time in his presence. Not enough to sustain ourselves spiritually. If you think you are and you're not getting your word outside of here, think about this. You can have two of the best meals you've ever had in, in your life twice a week. You can have one on Wednesday and you can have one on Sunday. Amen? You're going to be a skinny old boy. A lot of us are skinny spiritually because we're not taking that word back out. We're not getting into God's word other times during the week, right? And sometimes when we get down spiritually, it's hard to get back from it. It's hard to come back from that, especially if you've laid out for, for a few services or, or however, if you're just not reading your word. And maybe if you're coming here all the time, but you're not reading your word, you're not getting into it, you're not, you're not feeding, your, you're, not, you're not serving yourself to the, that, that word to your spirit man again. It's hard to come back from that. It takes discipline. You've got to make up your mind right now on this night. I'm going to discipline myself. I'm not doing that any longer. I'm going to take those words that the preacher gives me because I know God put me in this church. I'm going to take those words that I know are yours, Lord, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get them out and serve them to myself again. And as you're serving them to yourself, ask him for revelation. Yeah. The Holy Ghost can teach you more about those words than I ever can. Right? right? Ask him for revelation. We're no good to others if we don't care, take care of ourselves. We can't serve others in the church. We can't serve the church if we're not taking care of ourselves. Spiritually, I'm talking about. If you're not feeding yourself spiritually, you're going to want to lay down whatever you're doing for the church anyway. Amen? You're not strong enough to do it. Look, look if you've ever flown in an airplane, look at those little masks above you. They, say, they, they tell you, the, the flight attendant comes around and says, if something happens, if the mask falls down out of the ceiling, put yours on first. Because if Jesse... He's a, like a brand new baby Christian sitting next to me, you could say. If he's sitting next to me and I say, I better get Jesse's mask on him and I go to put his mask on him, but then I pass out, I can't help him any longer because I'm not strong enough myself. We have to take care of ourselves first, church. They tell you the same thing about your flotation device. Put yours on first. Then you'll be a help to other people. It's the same with our spiritual man. Take care of yourself spiritually first. Then you'll be able to help out someone else. Jesus was 12 years old. He came, he, he, he came up missing. And, and Joseph and Mary looked all over for him. And, 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 they, and when they found him, they said, why do you do this to us? Why did you do this? Why did you wander off, Jesus? And in Luke 2, 49, he said, and it says, and he said to them, why, did, why do you seek me? Do you not know that I must be about my father's business? He knew he had to be about his dad's business. He's our example. You, why even look for me? You know where I'm going to be at. You know I'm going to be in the house of God. You know I'm going to be in my word. I'm going to be studied. He must have studied a lot and been in God's presence a lot because by 12 years old, he was teaching the synagogue to scholars who had been schooled their whole life. Think about that. Jesus taught. He inspired. He empowered. He equipped, right? 
He equipped us with the anointing. He equipped us with the Holy Ghost. He, he equipped us with a relationship. He paid the price that we could have a relationship with God. He paid the price that God's presence could even be here in this church tonight. He equipped us with that, right? Every church should have worship. I'm talking about spirit-filled worship, not just old humdrum church, right? Or not just humdrum worship, but spirit-filled worship. That's not just up to the people on the platform. That's up to everybody in the room. Every member in the body that God placed here. We got to be prayed up, fed up. I'm talking about spiritually, feed our spiritual man. And we got to be coming in ready, ready to praise him, getting our hands off the back of the chair, raising them up, clapping our hands, right? When we're praising God, the enemy is defeated. Amen? We got to have evangelism coming out of this church, out of all churches. Every good church should have evangelism, right? It's part of the fivefold ministry. You know, we think about, we, we, we forget about go ye because we don't want to go do those things. We want to do more like come ye, bring them all to the preacher, let him get them saved. Because I'm too shy to say those things to him at my work. I can't do all that. I'm going to bring them in here. And pastor, when they get here, this person's unsaved. And you tell them this, you, you get them. You know how many times I've been told that? You sick them, pastor, you get them. I know you can get them saved. And I got 30 minutes. I got 30 minutes to do my best. You're right, sis. God does that. But I've heard that over and over and over again. This person's unsaved. I'm going to get them in here. In two weeks, they're going to be here, and you've you got to get this done. We forget that we're all part of the body. You could talk them through salvation. You could pray them through salvation just the same as I can. Right? Each church has to have discipleship. We should be taking these Christians. There's going to be, I believe there's going to be some new people here on Sunday. Some of you, the core group, are going to get a chance to pray them through. I believe that's going to happen. I'm going to call on you. Be looking for them. If they come up here, if they're a woman, you come up here if you're a woman. If they're a man, you come up here if you're a man and be praying with them. Right? Be watching for it. When I say every head bowed, that don't mean you. You can give it this, right? I'm counting on you. We're all part of this thing. Get down here and pray with them. Take them by the hand. Disciple them, right? Get their phone numbers. I'm not joking. Stalk them a little bit. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. We're all part of this thing. It's not all up to me. I believe that we're going to have new people come out of Sunday morning. And we, as the core group, need to disciple them. We, as the core group, need to come down here and pray through with them. We need to find out what's going on in their lives. We, we, need to, we need to take them under our wing, right? We all have a part to play in this. We all have a role, right? Out of every church, there should be preaching and teaching, and, and, and that has to go on corporately and individually, right? You guys have to be studying and reading your own word, right? We need to turn takers into givers. Amen? That's what the church is about. Because we bring them in. They're taken. All they're here for at first, when you're a brand new Christian, you're here to receive. You're here to receive and get fed and learn and grow and get stronger, right? And then one day, it's on you. One day, you're the one who's going to pour into somebody else. One day, you're the one who's going to make the difference in somebody's life. Amen. Amen? God blesses us to be a blessing. Think about that. We should have fellowship in every church what this is about we we need to have more fellowship we need that we need to talk to each other and and be there for each other right 
to have services. We have services in every church, but everyone has a part in that. You see, so many times we think we want to come and just sit in the little gray chairs. They used to be the little blue chairs, but now the little gray chairs. We just come and sit in the little chair, and then we get up and we slip back out the back door, and that's all our involvement in church is. Do you think God saved you for you? He saves us. It is for us, but it's to further his kingdom also so that he can use us in that, right? And every one of you has giftings. They're inside of you. God wants to use you. Every one of you has a purpose. He didn't put you in this local body for no reason. He knows what our giftings and purposes are even when we don't. But he's put, the, he's put things inside of us, right? But we've got to seek him out. Right? Just, just like the spiritual giftings. we got to seek out the spiritual giftings. There's a purpose. There's a reason that you're here. And it's not just for yourself. It's not just so you can sit here and become spiritually fat. Or come here and have a couple good meals a week and go on about your business. That's not what it's about. It's because you're part of this body. We all play a role, right? And I'm not just talking about a job. I'm talking about spiritually as well. There are jobs that we all have to do too. But I'm talking about spiritually as well. Spiritually, we have to be praying for this church. We have to be fed up when we get here. We have to be ready to praise God. You follow me? We got to be ready. If you know you have giftings inside of you, you should be seeking those giftings out. You should be looking to operate in those giftings. I'm not talking about getting funny or crazy in the stuff. I'm talking about the way that God, the way the Spirit lays out for the service. You get what I'm saying? Following the leading of the Holy Ghost. We come to church... Because we feel anointing a lot of times. A lot of people we've seen come to the church and get, get saved because I've had a couple, church, or a couple cousins who were atheists who came here and got saved and believed in God because they felt the Spirit move when they got here. That's the people that I, that I know personally that didn't believe in God or anything before, and they were pretty hardened individuals. And they came here and felt the Spirit of God and got saved. We come here because we feel an anointing, but we tap into the anointing by plugging into what God has anointed us to do. You see, we want the anointing to move in our life all the time, but we just want to sit in the seat. It takes some action on our part, right? What God wants us to do, he placed every member, right, for his purpose, for his will. It wasn't because you wanted a good church to go to, or you were looking for a place to go, or because the sign that we have outside, he put you here for his purpose. You get that? for his purpose, for his will, because he's gifted you with something that this body needs. You are the part that this body needs. And without you, this body is lacking something. And that doesn't mean just with you being here, with your presence. You bless us with your presence. But with you operating in whatever it is that God put in you that we need, right? <clears throat> in the Old Testament tab tabernacle, God gave an exact blueprint of everything that he wanted made. He told him to make it out of such and such type of wood and put these jewels on it. And the priest had all these stones on, on, his, on the front of his clothes. And he had the bells and the pomegranates around the bottom of his thing. And, and, the, and the ark was covered in gold and it had loops on the side and it had poles through it. And very, very specific. The, the, the glasses and everything, or the, the cups were all made out of solid gold and Everything was very, very, very specific in the, in the tabernacle. But they weren't holy until they were used by God. Think about that. Those utensils weren't holy. Those parts of the tabernacle weren't holy. Those pieces weren't holy until they were used by God. 
Church, we need to be used by God. We need to be used by God. We all have a part. We all have a part to play in this. You are a part, right? This Sunday is Easter. We all know that. I tease and tell you that the CEOs are going to be here this weekend. Y'all know what the CEOs are, right? Christmas and Easter only, folks. They're going to be here. We're going to see people that we don't see all the time. Bring somebody with you. Invite somebody out. I won't tell that joke while they're here. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe I won't. Invite somebody out, though. Bring them out and come ready. Come ready for service, right? Come prayed up. Come fed. Come ready to go, and I'm ready to praise God when I get here, and I've been praising God all week long, and I can't wait to praise God when I get there because I know since I've been praising him in my car and I've been praising him in my house and he's been moving upon me, that when I get here and we praise corporately, God might blow the roof off this place, right? We might see the altars full of new souls saved. We're all in this together, though. We all have a part to play, right? Come ready. Come ready to serve. What's your part? Think about that. What's your role in the church? Is it just to come in and sit here? We know that's not right. Because God places every part in the body as it pleases him, according to his purpose and his will, right? So he's got a purpose. He's got a purpose. Be praying about that purpose this week. Be thinking about the sinner's prayer. Maybe practice it a few times if you're not used to doing that, because it's different when you say it in front of somebody else. But be thinking about that. Be mindful of it this week. And be ready. This might be your service that you have an opportunity to lead someone to God. This might be your service that you get to lead them to God and then mentor them through them being a giver. Right? They're going to take and take and take it first. Take it all in. They've got to learn and grow just, just like a baby. A baby can't contribute very much. Jesse doesn't contribute to our house very much. All he does right now is make messes. Mess stuff up. He does, but by the time he's Caleb's age, I can start giving him jobs. You know what I'm saying? He goes, he goes from being a taker to a giver. Same way in the church. I work my kids, and we, it's the same way in the church. So with that being said, let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for this day, Daddy. We love you, Father, and we just praise your mighty name. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you have a purpose for each and every one of us. Lord, I thank you for the callings, Lord, and the giftings that you've placed on our lives, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would cause us to realize these things, Lord, and just to get real with you, Father God, and and begin to feed ourselves more. Take these words, Father God. Take your words, Daddy, and just continue to feed on them, Lord, asking you for revelation, Lord, asking you if we don't know what our giftings are, Lord, or what our purpose is, or where we're here for, Father God, Lord, that that we would just begin to ask you, Lord, to to, to even come to me, Father God, and if, if I know, Lord, Lord, we thank you for what we for what you've done for us here, Father, and we just praise you, Lord. And I pray that you would, you would give us a tremendous service on Wednesday, Father God, that, that we just continue to grow this, this core group together, Lord, in an atmosphere thick with love, Daddy, that you would just continue, Lord, to, to mature us, Lord, and grow us spiritually, Father God. And Lord, please show us souls saved for your kingdom, Daddy, for you, Lord, that you would have all the glory, Dad. Lord, new converts come into this church on Sunday, Father God, that they would get saved, Father God, completely unchurched people, Father God, or haven't been for a long time, Daddy. We'll, we'll take church ones too, but Father, we want ones that, that, that turn their lives around right here, Father God, that we can mentor them through, Daddy, that we could lead them into your kingdom, Father God, that we could turn them from takers, Lord, into givers, Father. We thank you for this, Daddy, and we praise you, Lord. Please keep us safe. Bring us back here on Sunday, Lord, with a guest. In Jesus' name, amen.